Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with your daily VR investing video cast. Hope you're having a good day today. You know, uh, if you've been joining us here, this is the move higher we've been waiting for. This is the bear market rally that we've been expecting. And, you know, uh, they never play out quite like you want them to. You know, if uh, if that happened, where, where would the fun in that be? But neither uh, either way, though, it doesn't matter. I Regardless, it's here. The move higher is here. And it's a big one. Yesterday was uh, yesterday was a game-changing move higher, I believe, uh, because it, it sent a message to the shorts that, you know what, you're on the wrong side for right now. Like, whether it's the bear market rally or whether the lows are in, no one has that answer. But what I think what we do know is that we're seeing pattern changes of, 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 of size and scope that are taking place right before our eyes. It started with the internals getting better about three weeks ago. Just started improving, right? Uh, from 1,000 to 2,000 stocks hitting a new 52-week low every day, the numbers started falling. Now it's, it's minuscule, okay? Uh, every day we're seeing now, uh, it's common that we see two to three to one beats in advanced decline and up-down volume of, of significance. As we covered with you last week, we had a 90% up volume day. And now we've had two out of three days where up volume on NYSE was 87% or better. And according to Sentiment Trader, we, we showed our folks this morning, they say this has never happened before and had the S&P 500 down a year later. So, again, the internals are really important, right? That's why we track them so carefully. It tells you about the personality of the market. And it also gives you an idea of what the next big move is going to be. And so, as I speak right now, as textbook, folks, textbook, NASDAQ's up 210 points. It's up 1.8%. Uh, leading S&P 500 up 9 tenths to 1%. Rust 2000 up 1.3%. Beating all of those, though is the semiconductors up 2.2% today. Again, the semis are leading, significantly so. That's always a big bullish barometer. Uh, when tech and the semis are leading, the market's going to follow. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's been the norm now for, for many, many, many years. Also, the VIX now back down below 24, and the 10-year is uh, hovering around, around the 3% level. Uh, we put out a, a piece on Monday to our, with our folks. I think we'll share some of it here, but I'm going to cover it again. Because we think that we're looking at a move higher into into the midterms at minimum, it won't be straight up. They never are. You know, we'll we'll reach overbought levels where it'll be time for a pause. We're not there yet, uh, but you know what? We will be right by early next week. We'll be there. And that's just the way the markets work. The rubber bands get stretched in both directions, oversold to overbought, and that's how we we use the, these oscillators to to time our purchases. We may not take profits, but we stop buying at a point and wait for the markets to come back, and then we reinitiate our buying. Uh, and if the lows are in place, then we won't be taking profits. We'll just be holding and waiting and then buying more. That's our approach here. Uh, but again, it is too soon to say for that. Um, uh, I think that uh, the move into the midterms is going to be significant. The data tells us that the move further into year-end will be equally significant. And I think that's how we're going to continue to play it here. I'm going to put this out there one more time. I know people have, uh, said I sound like a crazy person when I say this, but every now and then I put my conspiracy hat on. I did that for you last week when I said we got to move higher coming into the midterms. I think that's upon us now, convincingly so. This is a convincing move higher, okay? Know that. Uh, I'm going to put my other, uh, our, our new book comes out. I'm going to be on Amazon here soon. We'll make it available uh, for folks uh, uh, beginning next week as a, as a pre-order. Uh, it's, it's always a long process to get a book out. Never, it should never take that long, but it always seems to. Uh, but in that, we talk about the move higher that's going to come and the fact that this country, really the planet, is being red-pilled. I've talked about that here. 
one of my theories is that uh, we're going to see Joe Biden make the turn. There is nothing, know this, there is nothing about Joe Biden that's a liberal. There's nothing in his DNA that's a liberal. This is an old, white, conservative guy that just happens to have hung his hat for the Democrat Party because he's a, he's a complete hypocrite, right? Democrats, you know, they're the uniparty. So that's really probably where the smart money is. Look how, look how rich Pelosi's gotten off of day trading and no one, nothing happens to her, right? Um, we see it time and time again. So uh, if you're just saying, you know what, make the smart money move, if it's just about money and power, then today you've got to be a Democrat. So I, 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 don't, I, I don't fault Biden for that. I really don't. That's been his life the whole, that's been his, his role in government the whole time is to be a, a member of the Uniparty, but he's always been a down-the-middle guy. He's just never been a liberal, and now he's beholden to the base, of course, which is why he says these crazy things about uh, racial inequality. He doesn't believe any of that. Uh, about uh, climate change. He doesn't believe any of this, okay? These people, own, <laughs> these people own property on the coast and just keep buying more and more, the bombs, et cetera, right? Gates of the world. They, 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 they're complete hypocrites. We, we know this. This is well established. But my point is, uh, Joe Biden has an opportunity here to make a big turn after the midterms, because if the Dems get blown out the way I think they're going to, I think the way most of us think they're going to, Joe Biden has an opportunity to come back to the middle and to, to rule over a demolished party, okay, uh, then run by Republicans, both in the House and the Senate. Bill Clinton used that same opportunity. I've talked about this a couple times. I don't hear anybody else talking about this, and I, I see this as likely. I'm, I'm, I'm coming around to saying that this is what's going to happen after the midterms, and if that happens, the stock market is going to zoom higher. Remember, this is so important. Again, nobody talks about this. Trump's America first policies, by and large, are still in place. Yes, we've had all this insanity about regulations, about oil and gas, right, ESG investing, all of that, sure, all that's happened. But a lot of this is done by fiat. It's done by executive order. These aren't holding up in court, well, if you've noticed, right? The Supreme Court overruled a big ESG component uh, saying that uh, the EPA could mandate laws. No, they can't. Supreme Court overruled that. So one by one, Trump's policies are remaining in force. Taxes are still low, right? The, the China tariffs are still in place, right? Look at, look at the way China's economy and markets have been destroyed. Again, these are all America first policies under Trump that are still in place. All it would take, all it would take, and this is in our book, all it would take is for Biden to say, you know what? I'm an old white guy. I'm really a conservative. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not. I'm going to try to govern now and try to have somewhat of a reputation when I leave office in a couple more years, right? And he'll come back to the middle. When Bill Clinton did it in 94, after he got shellacked in the midterms, what happened? The stock market zoomed higher for the next six years. The market's average gain when Clinton was in office was better than 24% a year because he decided not to play political games, but to govern. And that's what he did. Now, of course, he all had his, also had his uh, his uh, tryst with the Monica Lewinsky and Oval Office and all the uh, the, the harm he brought to the really to the uh, to the to the image of the of the presidency. But just from an economic and a stock market investing point of view, there no one's done better than Bill Clinton. Period. These are the wild cards that no one's talking about, and because the American economy actually still remains strong, it does. You know, everyone believes we're in a recession or going into a recession, but guess what? There is just no evidence of that yet. 
you know, if Q2 doesn't come in negative on, on, G, on a GDP basis, then we're going to avert even a technical definition of a recession. Ed Hyman at Evercore believes that is going to happen. A lot of other very reputable economists that we actually like, besides Hyman, others say, are saying the same thing, that uh, the economy is still quite strong. Again, my point is, if all that happens, here's what's going to happen next. Here's how we're playing this. We believe inflation has peaked. We think yields have peaked, that the dollar has peaked. And these are major trends that now, if they begin to reverse lower, and if we stop seeing insanity out of, out of D.C., certainly after the midterms when Republicans rule things, you're gonna, everybody's going to get real bullish real fast. And all of a sudden, people are going to start talking about the things we've been talking about here, about the analytics and the data that says, once you have this horrible run that we've just had, okay, average stock down more than 50%, okay? Again, these are things most people aren't talking about. Uh, the first half of the year, one of the worst first halves of the year ever, what happens next? Big moves higher take place, and not just sometimes, all of the time, 100% of the time. That's what the data tells us going back to the 30s. Investors have simply gotten way too bearish. This is why we've been aggressively buying. Uh, again, we're going to continue to, to hold and add to positions as long as the market's on overbought. And I'll leave you with this, one final thought. Again, the internals are good today. Not like yesterday, okay? Again, not, not anywhere near 90% upside volume. Nowhere near 4 to 5 to 1 advanced decline. We're better than 2 to 1 across the board. Uh, but again, yesterday was a big, big day. And today we had some weakness. So again, it's always about the smart money hour, which was fantastic yesterday. Again, that's another pattern change that we've been watching here. Let me get to my last major point, gold. We shared this chart with our folks this morning. Uh, we'll put it in the blog this week for everybody. You can sign up for our blog and uh, all of our notifications and all that. All of, all of this is just a pro bono service that we provide uh, to, to help educate people about the markets and the truth about what's really happening in the economy and politics and geopolitics. You know, uh, again, conspiracy theories are conspiracy facts. And so we do our homework, folks. I don't care labels that uh, people call me. I don't care how many people ban me from their social media platforms or their, or their payment platforms or any email platforms, any of that. We're going to keep delivering what we believe to be the truth is, whether it's about Rona, about these uh, uh, poison jabs, or about the rigged election or the false flag of January 6th. We, we go there. We go there in the markets, too. And what I, we shared this morning was that the chart of gold looks really interesting now. Gold has been utterly destroyed, okay? Uh not, not as bad as the markets, but with this level of inflation, everybody would think, right? You common sense go, wait a minute. I thought gold was an inflation hedge. What is going on? Why is it going down? Why are the miners being destroyed? What is happening here? Well, it helps to, 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 to increase your viewfinder, right? And to go back a little bit further in time, which is what we did. I went back yesterday. I looked at a chart and ran the numbers on gold going back six years to 2016. That's when the, the, the first rate hike we had under Trump First rate, rate hike we had in many, many years happened under Trump, and that's when gold and the miners started really going. You look at a chart from 2006 on, it's a very bullish chart. And so, again, it just changed your perspective a little bit instead of looking at being you know, so, so, uh, so short-term focused, right, on what's happened in the last six months or a year. You go back to 2016, here's what we found. Gold is now pulled back to a major supporting trend line with triple bottom support at these prices, Okay. But more importantly, gold is now more oversold than at any point. It's even more oversold than it was in the other four instances going back to 2016, right before significant moves higher took place. Okay, 
Gold has now reached more of a soul than any of these levels. But here's what happened next after, after these levels got hit on an oversold basis using the VR investing system and the momentum oscillators that we track. Okay. In, in 2016, when it hit this level oversold, gold then went up 31%. All these moves took place in about a year, by the way. Happened again. Again, these moves are fairly common. Gold also got oversold in 2017. It then went up 21%. Then in 2019, gold got oversold. It then went up 79%, okay? And now, and then it happened again in 21, and that move higher was 24%. So the average move higher has been 38% when gold has reached this level of oversold. We are big, I think we're about to see a, a big turn in gold. I think it, it, it jives with what we're seeing, again, in the dollar reversing lower, inflation reversing lower, rates reversing lower. This is all very, very precious metal friendly and base metals as well, but certainly so for gold and silver. Silver might even have a bigger move, but the miners are where we're really focused. We buy physical gold and silver all the time, but we really like the miners here. That's where the leverage is. They tend to move three to five times faster than the underlying commodity itself, in this case, gold or silver. So that's what we're, we're looking for, but we're first looking for the turn, you know, uh, I don't like to catch a falling knife. Not that gold is right here. Silver kind of has been. The miners certainly have been. But we want to first see the miners start to lead to the upside. And when that happens, we're going to add to positions aggressively so, both in Parabolic Options Program and for our VRA uh, subscribers as well for our equity portfolio. But I want to give you that shout out. Again, we'll include this. Come, come in, If you join us today for two free weeks, you can see this uh, chart. And you'll see it's, it jumps out right in front of you. Uh, th this looks like it should be a big move higher coming in precious metals and miners. All right, folks, that's it for the day. Hope you have a good day. Again, this is a great day. We want to see a really good, strong close today. Otherwise, we'll see you back here at the close for our VRA Investing Podcast. And again, back here tomorrow about the same time. Thanks again, folks. Have a great day. Bye-bye.